Well, who are your co-stars here? So, yes. So that's that was Eden. Okay. Uh, Eden is my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also my mother is in some of the TikToks as well. Yeah. And you pay them all SAG rates, right? I, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the official TikTok for you podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Broski, and we're going to discuss everything TikTok with the creators who have turned the platform into a global community and cultural phenomenon. If it's in culture, it starts on TikTok. Hey, y'all. It's me, Brittany Broski, and welcome back to the official TikTok for you podcast. You know, when I think of people that have absolutely pushed the boundaries of what an app like TikTok can do, there's one person that comes to mind, and it's Bowmanizer. I'm sure you've seen his spoofs of reality shows and his tongue-in-cheek humor, but also they're very technically impressive and very well edited. He's just a fantastic content creator in every sense of the word, and I had the absolute pleasure of sitting down with him to discuss his rise to TikTok fame, and I had to ask him about his dentist information because his teeth are so white and perfect. Anyways, here's the interview. Girl, <laughs> girl, it's been a long time coming. Have we ever talked? In we have life? never spoken. No. Well, I've been a fan of yours for a long time. You are, Brittany. You are the soul <laughs> of the nation. Did you know that? You, America's <laughs> sweet hole, or something. You, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> precisely what I was going to say. Yeah, the sweet hole of America. <laughs> Well, I wanted, I've been waiting to say this line, so let me say it. Okay. Welcome my extra special guest judge, Bowmanizer. <laughs> that was Goodbye. a Drag Race reference for everyone who doesn't understand. My extra special guest judge. <laughs> so I want to hear your story, where you're from, who you are, how old you are. Just walk us through the Bowmanizer story. Okay, so um, I, this is the Bowmanizer story. I am, first of all, from Canada. Um, yeah. up way up north where it's actually freezing and very dark all the time. Mm, um, my TikTok journey started uh, a y- last December, so 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, first of all, TikTok wasn't cool for like the longest time. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> it wasn't. It was not cool. And then because I remember I was like dating people who were like using TikTok, and I was like texting all my friends like they use TikTok, <laughs> and that was like <laughs> the end of it. But you changed the game because suddenly, like, your video started going on Twitter. Yeah. And then people started, like, making it cool. Then you had, like, Rosa popping up. Yeah. You had, like, a bunch of people that were, like, actually making it funny. Yeah. Um, and then that is around the time that I was like, okay, maybe I could do something here. I also was going to school for radio and television arts. Oh, wow. Um, I r- originally wanted to be an actor, but I was like, I can't be poor. <laughs> So I need it. <laughs> I do have to eat. Yeah, I have to eat. I have to wear my clothes and 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 have a house. So, so I was is like, it true that you you started it as sort of an acting portfolio, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I was like, I was in school to be to do this like behind the scenes work and mm-hmm. and create stories and stuff. But I was like, I'm not doing anything. I have, I'm going to graduate with like nothing to show for myself. Mm-hmm. Plus, I want to be an actor. Like, I want to entertain people. I want to be in front of the camera. I want to tell stories. Um, and like precisely at that time, TikTok was cool. And then I had some friends that were like, you should 
do this. Like I see all these people that are yeah. just like you on this app. Like you should go for it and, and try it out. Uh, and that's when it started. Wow. So it was like late 2019? Late December 2019, yeah. Wow. And at the perfect moment because then TikTok just took off. It did. That was It was yeah. so different too because that was sort of the – absolute height of Addison and Charlie and when mm -hmm. you know they it it almost shifted from you know TikTok was our little secret to this global phenomenon that it is now mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. to be part of that transition is just oh yeah what an honor personally I'm very thankful and grateful that I came to the TikTok scene at like the perfect time right. because that was when uh creativity was so important on TikTok yep. and People were like putting in effort and the whole thing was like, I can't believe somebody would put in all this effort yeah. and here comes my content. <laughs> Which that's a great segue because I want to ask you about that. So, well, I have so yeah. many questions. The first, for the people that don't know Bowman's content, it is extremely well produced. <laughs> I mean, it's like shocking. It's like this is, I'm on TikTok. He, he does spoofs of reality shows. Um, with the perfect music in the background and the sound effects and the, the bleeps and everything. It's just fantastic. <laughs> so I want to know, what was your breakthrough video that really kind of boosted you? There's like two parts to this. I started this reality TV series where I would take like very silly, minute problems and make them larger than life. Yeah. Um, the first one was just like my professor sent me uh, at the read the syllabus email and I was stabbed in the back. Nobody saw that one, but my friends saw it and they were like, okay, that's pretty good. So I kept going with it. One day, I uh, this actually happened. I woke up in the morning, opened the door to my room, and on the floor in my apartment, I had a roommate. Um, on the floor was a pile of dirt and a broom next to it because my roommate had swept and he didn't clean up the dirt. Oh, classic roomie. And I thought to myself, me? <laughs> Am I supposed to clean that up? Are we and cavemen? Are we gorillas? What is this? <laughs> then, then I was like, do I do it? Do I make a TikTok? And then I was like, I'm going to regret this if I don't. <laughs> so I made this. <laughs> so I made a TikTok where I like, I'm, I'm stabbed in the back. Oh, no. I was shot in the gut from the disrespect. <laughs> I, get on, I get on the floor and I, uh, much like the dirt on the ground, I am worthless. I decide to pass away. So it's just yeah. me lying on the ground dead. Period. And that's it. Yeah, Twitter found that video and that is when things started to change. And then, so part two to that is I kept making more and more of those. Uh -huh. And then the pandemic hit and- Everyone's on their phone. Yeah, literally. I made a video where my friend coughs and it's the cough that was heard around the world. It's, <laughs> I have a vision and it was good. That was a pretty good video, but that's when like my life changed. And was that like overnight or was it like you kind of forgot about TikTok, came back and checked and was like, whoa. No, it was. See, the thing is, I um, I moved home because it was a pandemic and I had nothing else to do. So I was like committed to making great content. So I was making like a video after video every single week. Thank and you for the, your service. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> just like there's so I, I'm one to talk because effort is just. But you know what? This is an interesting conversation because that used to be so respected of like, yep. oh, my God, they put so much time into this. And now mm -hmm. it's like people would much rather see you just open your camera laying in bed and do and then it gets yeah. a million. Yeah. And I don't like it's such a yeah. weird. Transition. It's definitely changed. 
it's yeah. definitely changed for sure. Well, I want to pull up um, one of your one of my favorites of yours. Okay. For those audio only listeners um, to kind of describe what's happening in the video, um, they're arguing about a misunderstanding and uh, Bowman rips off his head and it falls to the floor. It's a, it's a fake head. And then it cuts to the producers outside, like arguing about <laughs> like someone running away. It's fantastic. Uh, let's watch it all the way through. And then I want you to walk me through okay. the process of making this. How long, okay. you know, the thought process. All right, here we go. So I'm sitting here catching up with my best friend, Eden. Did that really happen? No, I swear to you. Did you just swear at me? Suddenly she starts beatboxing swear words at me. You are a m you disrespectful right now. This is a disrespectful type beat. Unfortunately, you can't be serious. You should consider jail. You are fake. How am I fake? The only thing that's fake about me is this. <laughs> I mean, just. Fantastic. Thank you, thank you. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but that is one of the most ridiculous things. Oh my God. All right, so walk us through. What is okay. that? Where did that come from? <laughs> so there's there's this scene from The Real Housewives of New York mm-hmm. where one of the housewives, Av- Aviva, she um, they're at like a dinner party and somebody calls her fake. And then she literally says, the only thing that's fake about me is this. And she rips off her prosthetic leg and smashes it on the table. And so I, I actually was in, uh, I had like a general meeting with some person and we were talking about that scene. And I said, oh my God, I should like do one where I like throw up my head. And then I went, oh my God. So then I like crafted this idea where somebody calls me fake, but then I needed a reason why I was upset in the first place and why I'm fake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the reason was that she was beatboxing swear words at me. A complete because, misunderstanding. Yes, complete. And that's the thing that I love about these these videos in particular is that yeah. there's never an issue. No. There's absolutely <laughs> never Completely an issue. Completely falsified. Yeah. I'm I'm making one right now where I'm mad at my ste- at my stepsister because she's been uh she's had a, a lot to say about me recently. And then she goes, "I I wished you happy birthday." And then it like cuts to like <laughs> her like story post for my birthday and it's just like happy birthday to this silly guy. <laughs> and I'm just like pissed. <laughs> When will it end? My name stays in your mouth. <laughs> yes. That's, that's how that works. Well, who are your co-stars here? So, yes. So, that's, that was Eden. Okay. Uh, Eden is my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have my stepsister, Alyssa. Everybody gets that confused because I look more like Eden and Alyssa is definitely white. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's that. And then also my mother is in some of the TikToks as well. Yeah. And you pay them all SAG rates, right? I, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay, so earlier you were talking about uh, quarantine. You know, you've kind of been, mm-hmm. we've all been stuck. Mm-hmm. Has that boosted your creativity or kind of, you know, has it gone down? Is the pressure on because, you know, people are watching? You know, I would say it's a mixture of both. I, um, when all of this started and pandemic hit the pandemic hit and suddenly i was getting millions of views mm-hmm. and all of my dms were like make more now oh i love it <laughs> and i was like okay i these take a long time to make yeah um so every week i was focused on making like one good reality tv tiktok how long does that take a week <laughs> i mean from film how much footage do you have is it like two hours i 
we we'll, we shoot for about two hours because it's Jesus. it's a, a lot of just like getting it right. And also, yeah. I don't script anything. I yeah. it's all up here, and it is a lot of improv because yeah. otherwise you lose that like reality TV feel of it. Absolutely. And then like there's the confessionals, there's the actual editing, which is like seven hours sometimes. Uh, yeah. Then I have like green screen things where I'm like jumping out of helicopters or like a dinosaur eats me. So like I have to do that. Literally, it's, like, it's this is just in your house. Like, I'm amazed. <laughs> yes. But to that point, um, it has boosted my creativity in the sense that, like, I am exactly where I need to be to be making this stuff. Yeah. Like, I have so much room here. I have my my best friends and my mom to, like, help me and be in my videos. So lucky. Um, yeah. So, like, it's it's kind of been the perfect storm, but it's been absolutely exhausting. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Just making any other, you know, long form content. There's so much people don't like understand that of, you know, what you're seeing is a nine, 10 minute video on your case, 59 seconds, but yes. it takes <laughs> so much time. And when other people are involved, oh my God, I, mm -hmm. do you ever feel like we have to, hey guys, we have to go film and they're like, Ugh. Yeah. or do they enjoy it? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Well, they enjoy it, but it's also like, I, f I feel bad yeah. <laughs> asking to like, do you guys want to, do you guys want to make a video? Yes, <laughs> Especially like my friend Eden, for example, we have, um, another series about like the reality competition show Yeah, and she, her whole bit is that she lives 20 minutes away and uh, we work that into every, that's her like sob story is okay. that she lives 20 minutes away. Gas money. That it took her. Yes, exactly. But now she hates it because people actually go up to her and then they're like, did it take you 20 minutes to get here? Oh, and Jesus. She's, yeah. She's like, she hates making those now, but I'm like, can we make one? <laughs> like, I feel bad. <laughs> well, it's also kind of funny when your friends suffer. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. It's like, that is hilarious. And I created <laughs> yes. it and it makes it even more funny. 100%. <laughs> well, what about the, you know, the audience reception? Do you have some loyal followers? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have some followers that like, they know everything. They, they are stands. They, I, we talk on a daily basis at this oh, point. Oh, I love it. I have one, I have one follower. His name is Josh. Uh, he is a king. On New Year's, he sent me a paragraph wishing me happy New Year. And then he <gasps> sent me his favorite moments of 2020. So it was oh, just he like did a moments, moments countdown. Yeah. Like he sent me like moments from my TikToks. That was so cute. Oh my God. So Shout cute. out Josh. Josh, I we love you. I know. There's, I have He's some followers like that where it's just like, they remember things that I don't even, I'm like, have I said that online? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It is shocking because, and I'm sure you feel this way. Sometimes when I say things, I say it and I forget and I move on. Absolutely. Even especially with my um my spam account on TikTok. Oh, I that love is your like, spam. You stop that. My, that is garbage. <laughs> For everyone listening, his spam is Beaumontiaga if you want to call it. <laughs> that is garbage. I refuse to believe that that account, account exists, that anything I <laughs> post exists, nope. and that anybody that follows that account exists. That Exactly. Is, what is that? Exactly. In fact, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Thank you. Period. <laughs> but no, people will remember the randomest things. Yeah. Well, it's you know shocking. what it is? They love that that aspect of um, accessibility, of being close and being in on that little secret. I have a spam account that's private, so nobody trying to request it because I'll deny you. Um, but it has 1.8 million followers, so <laughs> it's not really that private. Um, but people really 
love that idea of yeah. like, this is my favorite creator and I get something so special and secret from them. And it makes, it makes them feel more connected. I have a couple fans like that too, of just, you know, ride or die. Yeah. And it is such a unique experience. It's, it's a very unique experience because like you get to know random people that, that love you and you know yeah. nothing about them, but like you love them back. And then like, like I'll do, um, you know how like people do those like TikTok live streams, but they'll go on Omegle and like yeah. meet people. It's like a meet and greet. I'll do that, and I'll get like returning people. And I'm like, first of all, how did you know I was doing this? <laughs> how did you know what? <laughs> you got yeah. back in line. <laughs> wow, very That's, interesting. It's it's the whole thing has been an exp- a very like once in a lifetime experience for sure. How has your life changed? I mean, obviously we're in like coronavirus, but like from the day to day. You have been absolutely just TikTok loves you, and it's you. for good reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. LGBTQ <laughs> trailblazer, all of these Period. incredible like honors. How has that been? Um, terrifying. Uh, yeah, really, really scary. You know, it's weird because that actually, when that was happening, as much as I loved it, and I was like, wow, if if you know, fifteen year old me could only see me now, right? Like I, I was like heartfelt but then it was also i was terrified because i was like why am i why do i need a label why what i've never like needed to put myself in a box yeah and then when people start asking me like so what is your sexuality (laughs) and And why is it public it's public discourse now yeah exactly yeah so i felt like i immediately as much as like i if you had asked me two years ago like oh my god i knew exactly what i was every box i fit into but now i'm like am I? Yeah. <laughs> what? What? That's such a personal thing that like, I, it's weird to be sharing it with people, but then at the same time, it's like good that I am. And then also to, yep. to, on the other side of it, it's like, I kind of just want to be Bowman. And like, exactly. why, why do all the straight people, they can just be themselves. Why do, does anybody who is either colored or queer have to be put in like multiple different categories? Yeah, you got to put a hashtag in your bio and just yeah. claim to the world what you are. It's a very double-edged sword because, mm-hmm. you know, it's that representation and and diversity that we so desperately need. But mm-hmm. it's also like, why do I have to be the poster child <laughs> for... Yeah. I definitely understand that sentiment of... And, of, then so, and sometimes I, like I get it because mm-hmm. obviously I'm queer. Obviously I am not white. <laughs> so like... I will do, I, uh, that's me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like my content specifically, I remember uh, this one article said that my content is like, if he says something like it's inherently queer and I was like, sure. Thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> how? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, but like, what does that even mean? And I don't make any like queer focused contents. Like, sure, but what? Yeah. <laughs> So it's it's just it's been an interesting ride, you know? For sure. And it's also I, I definitely yeah, wow, of of being in the spotlight and having all that press mm-hmm. and being like, oh my god, people are writing articles about me. But also that it's too. like it's yeah. like I don't necessarily agree with what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. But I'll let them talk. They want to talk about me. Girl, write your article. Absolutely. And on top of that, mm-hmm. well, you had a TikTok uh what's uh Times Square. You were in Times Square. Well, I, okay. <laughs> the <laughs> Canadian version of Times Square, yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot. You were like yeah. American. Yeah. Boring. Uh, D- Dundas Square is what it's called. Um, still, though. Yeah. Wow. Still. It, that was 
everything. Did you pee and fart everywhere? That's like, I would have absolutely just like lost control of my holes. (laughs) (laughs) That's so exciting. I'm so proud. I brought multiple pairs of underwear. (laughs) I, (laughs) um, no, it was actually when they, when I got the call of like, so, um, TikTok wants to put you on a billboard. I immediately, I immediately thought of all those uh, whores (laughs) that I went to school with that doubted me, that didn't want to be my friend, that thought I was too different, too like not not cool enough, not straight enough, not white enough. I wasn't in a band, so I wasn't cool. Exactly. (laughs) So like, here I am on a billboard, okay? And what are you doing? Period. I'm so proud. And and also just like to when I went there, and I. So yeah, it was one thing to like get the call, but then when you're standing there and I saw myself and I'm with my sister and my best friend who were like also have been making videos with me since I was 17 slash since my sister and I were 12, Mm -hmm. like it was such a full circle moment and I like, I will remember it for the rest of my life. Oh, I love that. um, It was crazy. So cool. Eden's like, so why am I not up there on like half the channel? (laughs) she was she was mad well um a lot of you know the content that you put out even though it's extremely highly produced and edited Mm. it's still very relatable because Mm. the subject matter is something that all of us bond over you know reality tv or or you know scuffles between friends or whatever Mm -hmm. do you resent the title of quirky i've seen you make (laughs) a lot of videos of like you bitches on here are like, Ugh, and then you think you just won. You just won it all. <laughs> so like, I want you know, to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> I, um, okay. I, yes. <laughs> Look, I mean, quirky is good on some people. I don't claim it. Um, but at the same time, like, I, I don't know. I, I, sometimes I regret not doing that. Because some of these girls can, I mean, (laughs) not to point fingers at you, (laughs) but some of these girls can just turn on their camera and then you're just like, hey, and then it's funny and it's genuinely funny. And I could do that, but I never did. And whenever I do do that, it's crickets. (laughs) It's silence. (laughs) They're like, where's the reality TV Bowman? Where's the girls room podcast? They're like, back to the studio. Back to the recording studio. (laughs) But at the same time, like, I, I'm happy to make these, like, larger-than-life moments because it has turned into an art form, and it really is something that I put a lot of energy into. Absolutely. So, like, now, especially this last year, like, they are very much so represent- representative of, like, moments in my life. Yeah. Of, like, things we have, like, I got left on red, so I made a TikTok where I get left on red, and then I got ghosted once, so I made yeah. a TikTok where life I had to do a Ouija art. board and talk to a ghost. <laughs> it was... <laughs> It's it's been fun. It's it's one of those and like genuinely, I mean this, not just cuz you're, you know, on this podcast. I've been a fan of yours because I you know, the people that are pushing the boundaries of the app. Because like you said, it's one thing where just enjoyable people can have, you know, a platform. Yeah. And I've done my fair share of, you know, skits and accents and impressions and all mm-hmm. that, but like at the core of it, people who are likable and who have charisma really find mm-hmm. a platform on, you know, these sort of apps so for you pushing the boundaries of what short form video content is and just you know reinventing (laughs) what we thought tiktok was you're really one of those people so i I hope you know that not to stroke your ego well you get i it loves it loves a stroke i'll tell you that (laughs) but (laughs) no and 
I am proud of I'm proud of that. And I also I know that because like I I really feel like I pioneered this, especially the reality TV thing, girl. I started doing that and I, I know some people who they started yeah. making their reality TV TikToks and I could have started some beef. I never did, but um I I I feel like I pioneered the, the or helped pioneer the like that sort uh, of trend. The overdoing it, the try hard culture on TikTok. Yeah. And then my mom even said to me the other day, like, the thing about you is that, like, you've never done what's, like, what other people are doing. And I, like, I truly think that other people do them really well. Sure. And that's always been my thing. Like, whenever somebody, like, oh, this one individual took one of my videos word for word at one point. Uh, did it go viral? And it went viral. And I was like, and he had more followers than me. And I was like, okay, come on. He was actually very nice about it. But, um... My mom was like, you, you've stayed being yourself and as much as like other people like try to be you, like they do themselves really well and you just have to let them. And I thought that was really good advice. But yeah, to your point, like I, I'm enjoying just like staying in my lane and not caring about like virality and like going viral and just like building a career. I think that's the key is like, you know, the talent is there and, and the people will find you. I was talking about this, um with someone else of like this trend of, you know, like for part two, follow for, get me to 300 K and I'll post, you know? And it's like, what is your end goal in doing that of, are you looking to build a platform to, you know, talk about an issue or a a policy you're really passionate about? No, Mm -hmm. like usually no. no. So what's the goal? You know, you want to build up this big following just to say that you have it, but what are you going to do with it? And that's the other thing too, is that I, I've, I've hated that. And the second that I like, I'll follow somebody, maybe you feel the same way. I'll follow someone on TikTok. And then I start to see how they're like manipulating their followers into getting more followers. And like, like the way that they, yeah. What's your, what do you want? <laughs> and then and <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I see that happen and I'm like, I thought you were cool. And then I'm like, now I'm like, I don't. Okay, like, I'm very much so in this to just, like, make people laugh and also to give myself a career. (laughs) So, like, that's what I'm doing it for. And, like, I'm not, like, after your – I'm not after your follow. I'm just, like, here for a good time, you know? At the core of it is, like, if you don't enjoy creating, that'll bleed through and people will see you for who you are. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like also TikTok now is different than how it was. Like, before it was just, like – it was a lot of young people just having fun. Yeah. Now, somebody told me that like the average age on TikTok, like it's millennials now. It's not like young people anymore. It's mostly like older people that are on TikTok. And I thought that was so interesting because now content is, it's a lot about learning and yeah. it's a lot about, um, it's a lot about, and which is so good, but it's just, it goes to show how much it's changed and like what the content is that people want now. Yeah. And how it's being utilized in in our daily lives. I mean, it used to be, I used to, and I still do. I use TikTok as an escape, you know, like it makes Mm -hmm. me giggle, makes me chortle. But Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, I walk away from TikTok having learned something new, like you said, or being deeply disturbed by an issue that I was brought, that was brought to my attention. And it's (laughs) become such a tool in like affecting change in the world. I feel like, um, it's really brought back the power to the people in the sense that like YouTube and stuff, when YouTube started, it was TikTok. That's exactly what it was. It was just people posting videos 
that made them happy. And then mm-hmm. obviously it changed and then we got Vine and then the power was back with the people. And then like, I feel like YouTube now, while YouTube has its place and its purpose and it's a lot of fun and it's a, it's very entertaining for those long form videos, it's very much so, um, I mean, I felt, especially when TikTok was popular, I felt it was very much so like about celebrity culture and, and big content houses and overproduced content, and, and which is great. Love watching that. Yeah, some people love that, but it's not. And some people love that. But TikTok has brought that power to just like the individual. Yeah. And especially it's a space where like a lot of people's uh, social uh, communities don't follow them on TikTok. So they can like post whatever they want and be whoever they want without like all of their friends from their high school and their family following them that like they do on Instagram. True. So it's a it's a very different environment and it's caused a lot of it's changed the world. Oh, period. without a doubt. And there's yeah. a there is a certain level of anonymity because, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people like um who's a good example? Billie Eilish had her mm-hmm. account and like overnight got like a million <laughs> yeah. something but yeah. the username was like user 204010 but it was just her <laughs> messing around and like yeah. what other where else could that happen it's so cool to see that side of both celebrities and just you know to watch normal people like you and me just mm-hmm. absolutely blow up for no reason no reason <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i also wanted to ask you about um kind of the pressure of being in the well not not necessarily in the spotlight but having a platform do you feel mm-hmm. a pressure to mobilize it for issues that mm-hmm. you know you're, you're passionate about or that the internet is passionate about um, and do you think that that's our responsibility okay um great question and this was something that i was like struggling with especially back in june yeah. when the protests were happening yes. and it was like we were in the thick of it Mm-hmm. And I remember, okay, see, the thing about me is that I am not somebody who yells and screams. Mm-hmm. I just am not. It's my nature. I'm half Jamaican. I <laughs> I would like to just like sit and watch sure. <laughs> sometimes. But um, I remember this huge pressure to use my platform at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, if, if it was anybody else, I would be yelling at them too, being like, why aren't you using your platform? Sure. But I had just been given a million followers a month ago. I had been given a hundred a hundred k on Twitter a week ago. There and ain't no tutorial like, on how to deal with this. There's no tutorial on what to say. And I remember, you have to learn how to use your platform. It is Absolutely. not something that you just like start using, and you're just like, oh, I know how to do this, and I can just carry on as if I had a thousand followers. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. No. Nope. And especially like you have to learn that there's different content for all the different apps. Something that works on TikTok will not work on Twitter, (laughs) as I have learned multiple times. But I remember um, when all that was happening in June, I remember trying to talk about things and all of my quoted tweets sometimes would be so mean. And it it was like, no matter what I said, no, it doesn't. I could say something that was the most unproblematic thing. I'm not a problematic individual. Okay, they're out for blood. Yeah. They, they, I'm either too, I'm not, I'm not black enough. I'm, I'm, uh, too white to be black, too rich to be black, too black to be for my parents to have any sort of money. Can't win. It's, I remember when I was like going viral too, like they could not figure out why I had a nice house (laughs) and I was like, that's a little racist, but whatever. So like I was terrified to use my platform and then suddenly people are yelling at me being like, 
I remember one day I went on Instagram and then, cause you know how you like, you can see who's like uh, talking about you in their stories that like at yeah. you. Yeah. I pressed it once and it said, it was just my profile. And then it said canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I checked that. <laughs> Done. I was like, girl, do it already. I'm ready. But <laughs> I'm begging you. I, I actually messaged them and I was like, hi, <laughs> just out of curiosity, like why? And he was like, you're not using your platform. And I was like, why is it my job to educate white people on how to not be racist? No, that, and it's also like, not only as a black man to, you know, use your platform, mm-hmm. but also just like as someone with a check mark, what qualifies me to be a social, political, I- environmental exactly. activist? Do exactly. I look like Greta Thunberg? Absolutely. You kind of do, but. <laughs> Don't answer that. But you know what I mean? Of like, it's like uh, you're bestowed this responsibility yeah. and I want yeah. to do the best by my followers yeah. and by the internet of not letting them down. But it's also like I recognize by trial and error that mm-hmm. I am not the one to talk about a lot of these things. And I remember just feeling like I just want to listen. I yeah. look, I am. I obviously I feel this like my my brother, especially like he he's gotten followed home by the police because oh, of his, the, he wasn't supposed to be black living in our neighborhood. Mm. He's got pulled over by like the SWAT team. Like I've, I've seen it. (laughs) I've seen it. But at the same time, I grew up in a, uh, an all white neighborhood. My family is white. My, I went to a all white, it wasn't all white, but a pretty white arts high school. So a lot of the stuff that I'm learning about, by the way, that wasn't even in my country. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm learning about it. Oh my God. That's a whole other thing. You're not even American. I'm not even like, what do you have to say about this? You're like, I don't I know. <laughs> and that's the other thing too that's dri- it drives me nuts because at the, like I get it. It's it's a world issue. It is not yes. it is not specific to America. But what whoever is in my DMs, what can you tell me about what's going on in Canada right now? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. Yep. So like it's such please, a double just standard. Stop. Yeah. It's such a double standard. And it's also like the internet loves to do this too. They learn buzzwords. They learn psychology yep. terms. They love to mm-hmm. throw it around and, you know, guilt and shame people into talking about issues when it's like, you don't know what I'm dealing with personally and what I'm, like you just said, of like my personal experience with this, that, and the other, just because I'm not talking about it doesn't mean that I don't care. Exactly. And that's a big and thing. And I also, I also felt like I was... Girl, I was trying to protect my mental health. Absolutely. I'm seeing people that look like me getting beaten up by police. Since this is creator-focused, you know, this whole Mm -hmm. podcast, I really want to shine a light on, you know, so many people want to, so many people want to have that platform, but it's like once you have it, you can never do anything right. So you have to, you know, be true to who you are. Remember why you created in the first place because you enjoy it because the minute you lose that your followers will see the internet will see and that's it's the beginning of the end. So, mm-hmm. you know, maintaining that platform is really something that a lot of creators struggle with. It's like, do I am I deserving of this? Ooh, do you ever have that spiral? Do I deserve <laughs> this? <laughs> I have the spiral of it's all going to go away tomorrow. Oh, me. <laughs> yes. I, I really always have that spiral of like, of like, what if I lose this? But then I have to remember like, how would yeah. that happen? But I have, a, but like, do you, did you feel that when, when you kind of blew up that you were like, how do I use this? Absolutely. Well, yeah. there, I didn't feel the pressure to um, mobilize anyone mm. until, you know, like um, 
early 2020 when the the first one I remember was the fires in Australia. People mm. were like, why aren't you talking about this? And I was like, I'm not Australian. <laughs> also, I didn't even know. Like yeah. I like a lot of the times when people are in my DMs yelling at me to talk about something, that's the first time I'm hearing about it, which is great. You know, like, don't stop doing that. I want to hear about what's going on in the world. But it's also like, what am I going to do as kombucha girl? Oh, the fires. <laughs> it's like, y'all have to understand who you're messaging. It's so. very interesting too those those DMs because on one hand it's like please <laughs> this important <laughs> cause needs you and then like the next DM is like can you wish my friend a happy birthday <laughs> and I'm like it is that is actually like that in and of itself that experience it it, it just like it's such a real thing because yeah. it's always there's always two sides of it yes and it's like, especially with this job, it's like people need you and people at the same time don't understand what you do or how it's a job. Absolutely. You know? So it's like, it's it's a very interesting experience. It's, it's, a, it's a question of respect and it's a question of boundaries and it's a question of, you know, uh, having thick skin. Mm-hmm. And I don't want this to come off as like, we're not grateful because I am oh, so no. grateful. Oh, We get I to do this. this as a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there it doesn't come without um, death spirals for our mental health. <laughs> it's actually very, it's quite mentally exhausting. And I, mm-hmm. and I think that I only say, I'm not saying that out of like ungratefulness. I, I say that from the point of view of myself a year ago thinking, yeah. oh, I just want a million followers. It'd be so easy. Right. And yeah. then like you get there and then you kind of realize like it's more than just that. Yeah. It's more, and especially like I don't personally Obviously, yes, I'm an influencer to what most people think of as an influencer, but I'm also like a creator as you are too. And so like to constantly on top of that, have to like think up video ideas and Mm -hmm. and concepts and storylines and how to make people laugh on top of all of the other things that you have to do to grow and and have a business. And it's a lot of work that like people don't really realize. Yeah. But it's good to talk about it though, because people don't, I mean, you know, unless we talk about it and there are some... And I, I hate the word, but like influencers, I hate that word. I much prefer content creator, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some influencers who k- make the mistake of complaining about, mm. oh, my life and my mansion and my this, that and the other. And it's <laughs> like, you are tone deaf. You are tone yeah. deaf yeah. in the middle of a global pandemic. And it's one of those things where it's like you don't want to undervalue someone's struggle in life because we all have our individual struggles. But it's like, girl recognize yeah. that sometimes what you're complaining about <laughs> is not the time. It's not the time. And just because you have, you know, 4 million on Instagram doesn't mean that you should put that on your story. Absolutely. Moving on. <laughs> um, you talked earlier about some of the best advice you've ever received. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But that's it was kind of specific to being a creator. Do you have any just general life advice for us, Bowmanizer? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I have... The best advice anybody has ever given me is stress is a problem without a plan. Ooh. Isn't that so good? Write that down, I, write that down, write that down. Right? <laughs> if, you ha- if you're stressed, make a plan. And I've done that and that really has like propelled me. From- Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. That's fantastic. I also like, I also am a big pro- proponent of like manifesting and speaking things into existence. A year ago... Uh, maybe a little over a year ago. So it was like summer 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I wrote down like in my journal um, everything that I wanted to happen. I, I had a dream and my dream, I was had a dream about my ex. And I, I, was, I went 
uh, I, the next day I was like so sad. I was like, I miss him. And then I went to look for videos of us. <laughs> oh, the spiral. Uh, the spiral. But then I found a video of me acting from high school. And then I was like, oh yeah, I'm passionate about this. Oh. And then I wrote in my journal, like my dream literally led me to pursuing my dreams. And I, I wrote down like everything that I wanted to happen. And then a year later, it all happened. Oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy. And um, so that's big advice is just, I, I, I think that there's something to be said for like saying things are going to happen yeah. and it changes your energy to like actually propelling yourself towards that. I feel like you start to make the right decisions to get yeah. yourself there. But be careful because the same works for the opposite. If all you talk mm -hmm. about is, oh, this is never going to happen. Oh, I'm never going to do that. Then girl, you're mm -hmm. never going to do it. And that's all you're going to see. That's all you're going to attract. Yeah. I remember this summer I was like, oh, my views are dwindling. Nobody watches my content anymore. I'm not funny. Yeah. And then I, I got myself into that way of thinking. And then I was like, what am I doing? I yeah. have, I have views. People are watching me. People, they pay my bills. Yeah. What am I doing? Oh. So like, it you, is. You have to like speak it's all what about, you want. Yeah. The other advice that somebody, this is relationship advice. Ooh, let's hear it. Yeah. Um, I said, how do I know if this guy likes me to, to one of my coworkers once? Uh -huh. And he said, talk about something that you're passionate about and see how they react. They're on their phone. If they're, if they're on their phone, yeah. if they laugh at you, if they say, cool, not it. Okay. So that's another advice that I was like, and not even for relationships, just people in general. I feel like when you talk about something that you really are excited about, not even something that you're doing, but just in general, a cause and issue. Yeah. How the, however they react is usually tells you a lot about them. You're just like so in a coffee shop thing. talking to strangers about Chromatica. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bowman, thank you so much for joining Miss us. Frankie. This is so fun. You know what? Fun. Anytime. I'm so happy that we finally met. Oh, I know. It's so, oh. I think, I try not to think about like how different things could have been, you know, if the pandemic didn't happen, but I'm so lucky and, and we're so fortunate that, you know, the internet can unite us all, but also divide us. Well, where can we find you? You can find me at Bowmanizer everywhere. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of For You. Share the love and keep the conversation going online. Leave us a review. Follow us on TikTok at, at TikTok and at TikTok Creators. Don't forget to use the hashtag for you podcast and remember to subscribe. So you're notified every time we drop a new episode, catch new episodes every week, exclusively on TikTok live, Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever y'all get your podcasts. I don't know. For you is a TikTok and gallery media group, original production. He's a beautiful man, isn't he?